it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Woman Podcast. I am your host, Reggie Weber, and a member of the Green Woman Leadership Training Initiative. As Green Women, we are concerned about self-care practices, women's issues, healthy living, nature healing, the environment and climate change, social justice activism, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. And I am really excited today to bring on uh, we call her Coach Elaine, but our Green Woman Leader, Coach Elaine, and we are going to be talking about her topic, being a green grandmother. Oh, I love that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this lady. Helene Van Manen is a master certified coach, singer, and songwriter, entrepreneur, and the director of the Green Woman Leadership Institute. She's originally from New York City, and she married her teenage boyfriend when she was 17 and has lived on the side of a Colorado mountain ever since. She is the grandmother of two earthkeeping artist teenagers who live nearby her. Learn more about her at her website, coachhelene.com or retreatcoaches.com. And I will have this also posted in the description of the podcast. So being a green grandmother, Helene Van Manen is the grandmother of two teenagers and has created herself a green grandmother persona that has delighted her grands since they were little. She brings to our Green Woman podcast ideas for how you can be the grandmother of your own dreams as you design the kind of grand you wish to be. You know, I'm so excited to listen to this because that I'm going to learn here. Learn how she got the name Grandmother Wolverine and leave inspired with a new vision for your life as a wise, wise elder. So, Helene, in your words, what exactly is a green grandmother? Mm, I love that. Thanks, Reggie, for saying all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, a green grandmother is a grandmother who cares about the earth, cares about building a life-sustaining planet, mm. and wants to pass on that legacy to her grandchildren. And, you know, we know from all the research out there, we're reading this all the time on Facebook and other places, you know, that grandmothers have a huge, grandparents have a huge impact on the lives of their, of their grandchildren. And we know that from our own experience um, with our own grandparents. And, but now they have research to document. (laughs) Yes. We always need research. Right. So we can be more intentional about our grandmothering experience Mm -hmm. and actually decide what we want our legacy to be with our grandkids. And so being a green grandmother is exactly that. Mm, 
That is so nice. Well, I know I've always do, done that also with my kids. And I know you have. You are a green grandmother, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. And I think, you know, we teach it to our kids. And sometimes I think they've lost it along the way, but they're so busy. So mm-hmm. I love stepping in and, and um, showing that side of me, that green grandmother too. So mm-hmm. do, with that said, how can women mm-hmm. bring earth-centered values into their relationships with their children? Mm. Well, I want to back up and say one other thing before I get there. Because okay. I became a grandmother when I was 44. So I could have still had kids at 44. <laughs> but I was so lucky that my daughter and son-in-law graced me with this little guy named Jude, you know, who had this beautiful home birth, nonviolent home birth experience. And I was uh. happy. Second generation home birth child in our, in our family. And, um, uh, you know, it, it was just such an honor to have him come to us such, you know, a pure blessing because from my husband and I, we know that the most important thing in the whole world is our children. Yes. There's nothing more important. It's not true for everyone, Mm -hmm. but for us in our family and in our network of people, we know the value of children. And so, we get to intentionally decide who do we want to be to those kids. And we didn't want to, you know, we never took our grandkids to Disneyland. And I know some people love to do that. That's part of their legacy. But we really wanted to give our our grandchildren outdoor experiences, earth-centered experiences. And um, we did that in lots of different ways. Um, Just with stories, you know, telling them stories. Um, telling them, you know, one of the books that we always read to them when they were little was Keepers of the Earth, Mm. you know, talked about recycling with them, got them outside, gave them those outdoor experiences. When, you know, when my kids were busy, we'd take them, we went to parks, we went to national parks, we camped with our kids, um, we hiked with our kids, even the youngest child. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know this from Earth Keeper School that we've organized Children love the outdoors. Yes. So, you know, and and I help the kids. I would buy the boots, you know, would buy the snow pants. We'd have the snowboards. You know, we would have the sleds. We would have the outdoor play with the kids. And and that was just a part of what we did. There's so many things you can do with kids. Um, I have to tell you, probably very honestly, my grandchildren have spent a lot of time at my house. I think. Well, I know I've only gone to a movie theater twice with my grandkids, and that was only in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. My husband has never been in a movie theater with my grandkids. Really? Never, never gone to. That's not what we've done with the kids. We've not gone to movies. We've probably watched maybe five hours of TV with our grandkids, and they're 17 and 15 now. Wow. You know, so it's not necessarily that we're putting down people who do that with their grandkids. It's just not what we did. Right. We did art making with them. We gathered all kinds of nature things. We just did other things. And that's that is so wonderful. Um, You did touch on a few things that I've also done with my kids, too. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, and trying to get them outside was also my highest value. Right. right. And Mm -hmm. we were Mm -hmm. fortunate to live by a lake and 
all of that. So they they got that outdoorsy feeling and a pond and pick up those um, those gifts that Earth has us laying across our paths to just pick up along the way and imagine about it. And it's it's really creating that imagination is what Mm -hmm. you're doing. Mm Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, storytelling is such a really important thing. And we always did a lot of storytelling with the kids. I actually have a fabulous resource for the listeners. If you have young children, I would say probably age 13 down, um, or even younger than that, even the youngest child, there is a wonderful resource called Sparkle Stories. And one thing Mm -hmm. I love to do with the kids when they came is I would put sparkle stories on. And these are earth-centered stories, all based on the seasons. And they have the cutest characters. We would create art. I would just pull all the art stuff out. We would collect pine cones and leaves or whatever we found outside. I get the paints out. We would just, you know, my house, I always said, was an art gallery. Excuse me, it was a workshop, not an art gallery. (laughs) Right. Just had paint everywhere. And we would listen to stories and songs with sparkle stories. And that's just, you know, if you're a grandparent, getting that music on, going in the car with them, introducing them to the songs. And of course, you know, we have kids' songs that we sang ourselves. Yes, you do. And they're good. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. They're really down to earth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just because. Here's the biggest thing I think that grandparents should think about is how can you create sensory experiences with your young grandchildren? Mm -hmm. Those are the things we remember. We always say, I remember when I went to my grandma's house, what it smelled like because she cooked things, right? I remember what it sounded like when I was at my grandma's house. It was really quiet in the country or she lived near a train. We would always hear a train. Sensory. I always remember how my grandma's bed was really soft. In fact, I actually bought a new couch once because it was the grandmother couch of my dreams. Oh, I had a couch and I came home one day and I told my husband I bought a couch. He goes, why? We have a couch. And I'm like, well, I found a grandmother couch. So it was a red velvet brocade couch. And it looks something that was just like something a grandmother would have. Yeah. And it was really soft to the touch. And I just wanted the kids to have that. So I gave my couch to my daughter and she was happy for it. Right. Yes. And then I had the grandmother couch because I wanted them to remember getting on my couch. Right. Do you still have that couch? I have that couch. I probably have it forever. Yeah. So, I mean, I have it and we used to get on the couch and read books. Well, I have to tell you, I have my grandmother's chair. Right. And it was one of those chairs, kind of cushy, but the um the bottom where you sit is a little bit longer. And so she would sit in that chair and she was more tiny, but and she would sleep in the chair. And but I could mm-hmm. crawl up on her lap in that chair. Yes. And it had See? arms and and so I have it, but because I'm a little bit shorter. I can actually curl up in that chair. And that's what I did when I was little. And I would stay with her, was curl up in grandma's chair. And I would, she'd put a blanket on me and I would take my nap. Sensory. Sensory. Right. And then she had a big apple tree in the backyard that my brother and I would climb all the time. And there you go. Sensory, getting those apples. And then of Mm -hmm. course she would cook the apples and to this day, I still would like to try, find out what her topping was on her pies because 
I haven't found it since. And it was so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're right. We do have those sensory things that we, that we take with us in our whole life. That's how we operate mm-hmm. in the world. Exactly. And you know, those young brains, they yes. take in songs and stories and textures and tastes and smells, all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Anything mm-hmm. else that you want to pass on? Um, we were talking about earth-centered values. So did this cover that earth-centered yeah. values from the women? I think it did. You know, okay. I think more than anything, you know, um, just talking to kids and, you know, with earth-centered values, we're all learning and growing. Yes. You know, so, so learning and growing with the kids and saying, you know, we're, we're not going to buy styrofoam. We're not going to eat off styrofoam anymore. Correct. You know, that was a big one that really happened in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I won't eat off the of styrofoam no. and I won't get food from takeout that's in styrofoam. I just won't do it. And I remember having that conversation with the kids. Well, why? And what's the scoop on styrofoam? So learning and growing with the kids is really a powerful thing to do. So I'll tell you um, a little linking story. So my grandkids are 15 and 17 and they're, te- they're regular teenagers. And um, they told me the other day, that the only clothes they ever want is from Poshmark or from the Goodwill, because I always took them to the Goodwill because we loved recycling. And they knew that if they went to Goodwill for $20, they could get a lot, lots, right? Lots more. As opposed to the mall. I've probably been in a mall with my grandkids maybe twice. I'm not far behind you. I haven't either. Yeah. I never take them to the mall. And um, so they told me the other day, now, of course, with COVID, we can't be going into the Goodwills and we miss that because I buy all kinds of art supplies for them there and stuff. But they love Poshmark. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. So Poshmark is so great. It's a it's a um, it's a kind of a clearing house for people who want to sell things that they have so you can sell clothes and it's like all recycled. So it's like people sell their recycled clothes. They each you go to Poshmark and say, I want to buy isotonal gloves. And some are brand new, like people get them as a gift. They never use them. Oh, or they right. And then they sell them. And so my grandkids both go to Poshmark to buy clothes. And then my grandson actually started selling his clothes on Poshmark. So he's a Poshmarker. And they were saying that all of the clothes, any clothes they want, they just get a Poshmark. And my granddaughter has another one besides Poshmark she goes to that's more teenage-ish or something. Is this online? And it's all online. Oh, they do it all. okay. It comes in the mail and it's cheap and you can actually put a bid in. So like oh. if you see something for 20 bucks, you can put in 10 if you only have $10. And people are so nice. They write you notes. In fact, my granddaughter said, oh, I just love it when they write me a note. So, you know, it's that whole... We, you know, the science of relationships. Yes. Yes. What we think when we are green grandparents. Yes. Yeah. That, it, that, that is just so true. And you're also with that, you're teaching the connection, how valuable right. the connection is to, to exactly. have with grandparents, but they're also developing that connection with others too. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the other things we're talking about green grandparents, how mm-hmm. do grandfathers fit into all this? Mm. Oh. Well, you know, grandfathers 
teach things that, of course, last a lifetime and are a legacy. That's true. And so, right. So grandfathers are just like green grandmothers. And maybe some, maybe some grandmothers have to coax a grandfather a little bit. But, you know, if you can, having that shared, you know, our grandchildren are our joy. So we always saw them as our shared project. And we oh. each had different things that we did with them. So like my husband and, and I chop a little bit too, but he used to take them outside and chop with the hatchet and scare my daughter to death. But he taught them how to use a hatchet <laughs> when they were little, very carefully, very safely, of course. And then just all the things they would do in the woods. And I do have a sweetest story. So um, when Jude was little, Dave wanted, my husband is a a naturalist. And at that time he was writing a field guide to local flowers. Mm -hmm. So he decided that he was going to teach Jude the Latin names of plants because he wanted to see, he actually wanted to see if, if that would work. Cause he would say, you know, people can say the word ibuprofen. If they can say the the word ibuprofen, there's no reason why they can't they can't say Quercus gambellii, which is the Latin word for oak. Right. And so he would always name what the plant was, and then he would name it in Latin. And so one of our most fun grandparent moments was when remember when your grandkids first tell you your first joke? Yes. When they realized that so they're like about three or four when that happens yeah. developmentally, right? My little, we were cooking at the table and my grandson said, I put a little, um, uh, um, hold on, let me think what it's called. Uh, oh, grandma, I put a toxidendron in your soup. I'm like, what? And he goes, I put a little toxidendron in your soup. That's poison ivy. <laughs> and I said, you put poison ivy in my soup? And he said, mm-hmm, toxidendron or whatever it's called. Right. And I was like, oh, they're joking with me in Latin. You know, that's that's the joy. So David has had a joyful time with the kids around plants and naming plants. And, you know, I mean, that's just because that's Dave's area. Right. Other grandparents. I mean, a lot of green grandfathers teach kids about doing things and recycling parts and reusing things. I mean, it's just a natural fit. Right. I think a lot of green grandparents, green grandfathers don't even realize they're doing it. Right. 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 And there's so many um, fathers too that, you know, do fishing and things like that. And they're teaching them how to hook and how to bait and everything that goes along with fishing. And so there are a lot of things that they do that are more natural that we don't even think about that they're being green and they are. Oh yeah. And dads are great. My son-in-law is fabulous dad and teaches them all that stuff. Very green. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's really good. Oh, Mm -hmm. this has just been such an amazing uh, topic. I love it. (laughs) And I think we could probably go on forever talking about all the different things that we, we do and we share. So, um, before I go, I know mm-hmm. I've talked to you about this before, and I was talking about trying to find a little poem or saying or quote, and you said that you have a little song. 
Well, yeah, there, there we go again with the sensory, the right? Sensory. So, I love that. My grandmother name is grandmother Wolverine and, uh, my grandkids, you know, I just, every, every grandmother gets to name herself. Every grandparent gets to decide what their name's going to be. And so I decided that my name was grandmother Wolverine. And that's because that's the name that I was given to in a story, which I'll tell you another time. But, um, so I created a theme song to go with my name and I always sang it to the kids. So I stole the music from someone else, which nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. And if anybody knows Monty Python, we'll know this song, but, um, but my grandkids used to sing it to me and they still know it and they can sing it to me. So oh, that's it, so nice. But should I sing it to you? Oh, I would love to, I would love okay. to have all right. you sing it. Okay. So this is for all of you listening out there, including you, Reggie, there is a little part where you have to point to me. I always tell people, don't forget, you'll know when to point. Okay. okay? So like this. And uh, so it goes like this. I, I just want to add one other thing. Yes. You know, we, we as grandmothers, especially as young grandmothers, right? We're not the same grandmother archetype of what we knew of the old woman, you know, that's in the house. I mean, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a business. I, right. you know, hike, I backpack, you know. So we, we create this whole new persona about our grandmotherhood. So anyway, it is. And so it goes like this. So okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, something. I was just going to say um, that that whole persona of the, um, you know, our grandmothers, we are not our grandmother's generation or our mother's no. generation for a lot of us. Right. <laughs> and right. so we have this whole new world and my grandkids too, you know, they're like, Grammy, you know, they call me Grammy. She bike rides. She climbs right. mountains. She, right. You, you know, I that. mean, yeah. but they grow, they grow more from that, which is really good. So, okay. Right. I would love to right. hear your song. Okay. Here's, here's my last ending. And thank you so much for having me. As your oh, guest so welcome. Just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. So anyway, okay, here it goes. <clears throat> Get ready. And for those listening, you'll know when to point. Okay. Who likes to hike all up? and down who makes pancakes and sleeps on the ground here's the pointing part who is smart who is cute who's the best grandma that wears red boots grandma wolverine the best dawn grandma you've ever seen oh (laughs) yay (laughs) thank you i really really love that one oh Mm -hmm. so i don't want to end this but we must move on and thank thank you so much much. this was so much fun and i hope the audience can get a big kick out of it too and a lot of good information so i would just like to give all of you a big thank you for tuning in listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and or review this podcast. They are greatly so appreciated. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green, and in harmony with Mother Earth, our true mother. Keep it simple. Keep it small. There will be enough for all Take a little 
give a lot Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got